Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FingerLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now your host, Chris Marquardt. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast. Excited to have you along for the ride here for this one, episode number 413. Uh, Brian is not going to be able to make it. The, uh, the sports schedules for the school's had come out uh, middle last week, and all the sports programs are going to be practicing, um, loosely speaking, the fall sports programs are going to be practicing uh, from uh, 3 to 5.30 or from 4 to 6 at the various different fields. Um, thankfully, none of them are going to be at the high school because I'm pretty sure they're not going to get that facility done in time for school to start, but that's uh, they, they didn't ask my opinion on it, so we'll just let it go at that nonetheless brian not going to be here for this one the, uh, when we do get back to school next week um practices are going to be capping at 5 30 so he'll uh he'll pack up from football and he'll make it over and we'll be seeing him uh again next week so uh, appreciate everybody tuning in and hanging out with us it's been uh it's been a busy week of of planning and preparing for uh for this mainly most of it was focused over the weekend just trying to to, to finalize the last uh few parts and pieces um, we've been hearing us talking about the the Iron City Nationals, and uh, tonight we're, we're we're proud to announce that officially everything has been green lighted, and uh, Crash Course is going to be working with Iron City TV, and we are going to be um, we're going to be back with Derby Nation as well, and, and hosting the pay per view event at the New Alex Lions Club with uh with with derby nation and, and the support of art Rorick at, at uh, dirt track digest and, and land of legends tv we've got some help there uh, iron city tv is is coming back full force we've got everything kind of uh kind of where we want it we do have a few final things to test but um i'm pretty confident of where things are at i know brian wanted to be here for the for the conversation i know he was excited about it um steve and and todd Sayopa, their uh their mom and aunt's birthday we're, uh, we're today, so those guys are a little tied up. They're not going to be able to, um, uh, to to make that possible. But we did want to get that information out a little bit so that people knew what to expect. Um, you're not going to want to miss it in person. It's going to be uh, one of the best shows that you've that you've had the chance to go visit. I love that facility, New Alexandria, Pennsylvania. They've had a couple Iron City Nationals there before. Um, this doesn't uh, uh, this doesn't even discount or, or begin to scratch the surface of all the work that Alex Vasco has put in over there working with uh, the Sciopus. So we're, we're hoping that we're going to be able to um, incorporate some of the stuff from All for Him Racing into that as well. It's been uh, it's been a a long uh, two months uh, of testing just in just in the travels to Pennsylvania and stuff to try and, and make stuff work. Uh, we had the support of Frankie Guy and and Mark Elliott over there at Warzone. We weren't able to put that together, unfortunately, uh, by no fault of their own. There just simply wasn't any internet over there. But a uh, uh, big thank you out to all the folks at the New Alex Lions Club and Air Lions uh, himself, who's helped coordinate all the stuff, getting the, the lines and stuff dropped so that we can make this happen. And uh, proud to say that Iron City TV is rolling forward and the Iron City Nationals will be available on uh, Derby Nation coming up here uh, in a couple weeks. So looking forward to, to that. I see Matt Evans already checking in in the live chat. Good to see you there, sir. 
Uh, and I know you hung out with us for the course of the weekend as well, cheering on a team prodigy, uh, Lee Sager and uh, Alex Seeger uh, got hung up, uh, hung up. That's probably a, a poor term to use in terms of the relationship project stuff. They, they got tangled up in the, uh, the, the B main, finished a little bit further down the list than they probably wanted to. They weren't able to cross that over into the A main feature of RDP, two-man team rampage at the virtual Golden Spike Arena. We'll dive into that a little bit later at the top end of the show, but Alex was able to pull down that Mad Dog Award for Team Prodigy, and then Bubba James, Lee's boy, he drove that uh, Crown Vic. Got the, the qualifying heat win, but uh, wasn't able to get nearly as deep probably as they wanted as they were able to. Uh, they, they, they did make the start in the A main, but they weren't able to, uh, to put that package together all the way. Uh, some quick results here. Woodstock, um, Woodstock, Ontario, 57 cars registered, 49 cars hit the track for Impact. That's the group that's, uh, that they always tell you about up there that has continued to do such great work. Christy Germain and, uh, and Devin Germain up there. And it was a little bit of a reunion, if you will. I Am Demolition and uh, Brian McClung ended up taking the car from Florida up there. And they were able to put that in victory lane. So I Am Demolition, still the champs at the Woodstock Fair. If I'm not mistaken, that is the hometown fair for Ron McClung. Other results from up there. Rodney Otto got first place. Joe Clark was second. Sean LeBlanc was third. Joe got the um, Mad Dog Award as well. The figure eight class. Braden Milligan got the win over Jason Gilbert. Pro Stocks, James Adam got the win over Dan Shear. Pro Stock V8, like we said, that was Brian McClung. Cole Shear was second. And then uh, Darren General was third. Mad Dog Award went to Darren General. Longest haul to Jason DuPont. Best dressed, Shade Gagne, just like always. So, that's, uh, that's some of the rundown on what we had from up there at Woodstock. We've got some other topics that we wanted to make sure that we touched on through the course of our show. Uh, but first, before we, we do that, we did want to take a minute to recognize only Jason Droves when you make an appearance. And Jason is, <laughs> Jason is no question a character. And uh, even has his own walkout music, which I don't know if we've ever actually had anybody have their own walkout music for the uh, for the episode. But Jason was was busy over there at uh, in Upper Co running with Dead Man Derby, and then we also had um, uh, he's got some plans together for San Filippo. Got some stuff that he's working on for some other uh, stuff happening in and around his home area. So without any further ado, just wanted to take a minute to. Uh, to welcome Jason Droz to the show. Jason, man, how are you? Did you hear me, Jason? Chris? Yeah, I'm here. Was the music too loud? Nah, it was. It was pretty loud, man. Everything <laughs> going. Ah, it's playing again. I don't want it to play again. There we go. Trying to get it to stop. Well, Jason, sorry if it was too loud. I apologize for that. But why don't you get all get y'all hopped up for this? Because uh, uh, your your Facebook post was making everybody really wonder exactly what was happening. Man, I just I have so many things going on right now, Chris. I'm not even sure exactly what you're referring to. <laughs> which, which which one? I don't yeah, know. You can start, pick start any start one shooting. of them and start. <laughs> well, uh, Friday Friday, I'm selling everything out here. There's probably two pieces that won't go. Um, they're they're kind of sentimental, but other than that, everything derby related can can go. I'm I'm just kind of stunned at that. It's uh I'm gonna tear down and rebuild. I need the the assets to chase some other opportunities right now. You know, life is about timing, and I just right now I, I need the money. I I need to need to cash in. It'd be worth it. I, in the uh, long run, it it's gonna it's gonna work out. I truly believe it will. I, it's it's kind of sketchy. 
what do you the mean wife's kinda, a little nervous. What do you mean it's kind of sketchy? She she's she's nervous about it, you know. I mean, but she she sees the vision, but it's 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 still scary to say everything's going to leave. So in terms of the stuff, you know, I, I misunderstood initially when, when some of the stuff was coming out, the, the news about the, um, the auction. Is anything spoken for ahead of time or is it only stuff that's being sold that day? No, I, I literally stopped all pre-sales when I said I was going to have a sale out here this gotcha. Friday. Perfect. I, did, I didn't want to deal with it. I don't want to post a bunch of stuff and have people say, hey, I, I want this, I want that. I mean, if you want it, show up with the money. That's, that's really all it takes, you know. Right. So It's definitely going to be cash only. Between between that and uh, the the post that you'd made about running an upper co and and some of those whippersnappers not necessarily respecting their elders, oh, it, it, <laughs> it was a great great day down there on Saturday. Um, what TJ and his crew of guys have done over there is is it, it's amazing. They they took a track that's always been kind of crappy. It's uh, mainly been racers that supporting and showing up and running all the time. The derby's kind of died off. You know, mm-hmm. TJ, TJ wants to bring the derby back in. But it just is not happening right away. But he's doing good stuff with the track, and every show is good, and more and more people show up. So it's just going to take time. But it's it's definitely way more promising than it has been for at least 20 years since I've been around there. That's you can't go wrong with that. So, uh, that was actually the first time I ever ran figure eight. It was it was a blast. Really? I want to do it again with a with a car that actually runs well. <laughs> this one was easy, and I got some help stripping it. I just had to work on it maybe 10 hours 12 hours and loaded up and took it and ran it and we won some money it didn't run great but it probably prevented me from tearing it up right and that's it, it was probably better off that it didn't run well i couldn't find the gears i really struggled it was an infinity i guess i'm used to driving more low-end cars not not fancy stuff like that you ever drive anything like a thunderbird uh not not a lot of ford stuff no. i did run a a LTD, I think it was like a 72 two-door. I ran it at my fair and got flat tires, and then I took it to Buckle Motors Sports Park. It was the very first time I ran up there. It was like uh, 2000, and I used the back the whole time and just blew the back off of it, got stuck. The car was on fire. I was freaking out. <laughs> and my local fair where I had been running for the last couple of years, like, but there's a little flash. There, People are yelling, you know, fire in a hole, and and, and everybody's jumping the fence and running out there. It's a big deal. Right. And these people at this motorsports park is like, hey, settle down, idiot. It's fine. <laughs> so finally, they, they came over there and sprayed me in the face with a fire extinguisher. I mean, I, I asked for it. You know, <laughs> I was nervous, but kind of embarrassing. But threw, threw the car away after that. But it was my, my first run. Rachel was actually close to having Lexi. It was That's why it's also memorable. She thought I was nuts going to the derby and a friend fronted me supported us and took the car up there and helped me get it all together and stuff. It was, it, it's what started me going there. And then a bunch of other guys from the local fair, they started going up there as well. Some, some guys had been running prior, but a whole bunch of people literally started playing up there. It was a good place to take the leftover car. Couple different things jump off the page just from that. Uh, one, if you do decide that you ever want to dive into Thunderbirds, I can pass on some, um, pass on some phone numbers. I know a couple guys. Um, uh, I, I think you should just pass it on to uh, your friends in my area, the, the guys and <laughs> the, the virtual derby stuff. That's, there's that's, there's some right local to me that he, he absolutely loves those cars. <laughs> I personally don't have nothing against turd birds. I just think that they're, they're, they're lame. 
Yeah, uh, that's well, that's actually Dippy that's exactly the guy I was out. talking about. Yes, we're we're talking about the same person. Yeah, More so, yeah. don't don't breathe in the stuff with the fire extinguishers. If we've learned nothing in Derby, then then at least remember, don't breathe that stuff in. That stuff's crazy. They everyone has settled down over the years a little bit, and they just kind of relax a little bit more. And some, sometimes it's dangerous, and they should react faster, and and they're not prepared. Mm. But I'd say for the most part, like our local shows that we see, they all they all do pretty good. They, yeah. they have good personnel around there all the time, and they they take it serious. You know, they're actually watching. They're they're Derby fans as well, so we we kind of work back and forth with them and tell them, hey, you know, relax a little bit, and if the, the fire's coming out of here. Be concerned and if you see it down here it's more than likely this just keep kind of watching you'll you'll see what's happening right the the driver lets you know if he's in trouble that's the first place you should look if you see a flash don't keep looking look and see what the driver's doing he's probably already known about the issue was was that something as simple as uh you know just having the uh the exhaust manifold still and the, the flash was under the car was it a legitimate fire uh, I mean, so, sometimes it's just the cat. If you leave a cat right off the manifold and it's kind of clogged up, it starts shooting big sparks and fire out there, and it's a glowing, you know, red underneath the car. Folks that don't know and they haven't really seen it, they're just like, hey, that guy's riding around and he's on fire. Look look how everything's illuminated. You can see it all now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, if you were educated and have or someone beside you that was educated, you could say, hey, look, this is okay. Set, settle down. I just think that sometimes maybe they should be in more communication with the track personnel. Sure. Just just so everybody's on the same page. At least one person, you know, whoever's in charge of the team. I I saw you trading some messages on the the post today with uh, with Josh Decker. Josh had in a, a mod car that was put together at uh, Jesse Keel's place up in Minnesota okay. to take to, I think it was Pine City. I don't think it's beat up over there. What's that? You gonna get beat up over there? Uh, well, no, this was this was years ago. This was okay. uh, I, I think this was it was in it was up in Minnesota when we were up there, and the car ended up catching on fire. And I, I there was some some sequence of events where I guess he looked over and realized that he had a window net, so he had no choice but he had to put his hands. He, thankfully, he was wearing gloves. He had to put his hands in the fire to climb out through the window over the part that was on fire, and then got out of the side. And you could see him on the ground next to the track, just kind of trying to brush the fire off of his pant legs and stuff. It was a, it was a scary situation and nobody else really seemed overly concerned, but, but it was a, uh, it was a heck of a time, man. It was it made for a great story. Now that everybody was okay. Think, things happen fast and you don't know if it's serious or if everybody's going to be okay. And it's just part of the show. So let's, let's double back to this. Um, um, the sale where everything's going to be up for grabs. You said that you're, selling everything off with the intention of investing back in. So sort of sell off and, and buy back in. We've seen a number of drivers in, in uh, Western New York have, have done that every so often. They just sell everything off because it's got runs, it's got use, it's, it's, it's time to catch back up with the times and these that money to invest in a new engine, a new power plant or whatever it might be. Um, but, so I'm glad that this is something where you're going to stick around the sport in one way, shape or form. I was concerned that this might be a full-on sell-off and you were just going to walk away. No, no, absolutely not. Just uh, selling my stuff is, it's kind of hard to let go of. Sure. But it's really what I need to do, you know. We we are we are behind. Everything that I've had is, I mean, it's none of it's high dollar stuff. It's good stock stuff mm-hmm. and stuff that, you know, people want. But it's not nothing fancy. 
and it can't last forever. I can tell you it all runs good now, but I can't tell you what it's going to do tomorrow. Right. You know, but I, I run them hard. I can promise you that. <laughs> and Lex, she, she struggles sometimes. So she runs them hard just so they don't shut off and it ends up being fun. She, she enjoys it. When was the last time she had the chance to get out? She, uh, she ran it mini meltdown yeah. and ran a uh, 60 fury in the economy V8 and finished uh, second. It was a, uh, it was a great time. Do you guys have anything? It was if it was a '60s Fury, it might not have been old enough to qualify as a relic class car. Did you, did you guys have anything laying around for the relic class that maybe won't get sold I, off? I, I did have something that qualified Smash It's relic. It was yeah. a '63 Newport, but I actually sold it to a gentleman along with a subframe that came from uh, the Klinger collection oh. when I went up there and cleaned out his stuff toward the end when he was selling out. He just had a I don't know, big pile of frames and he shot me a price and we loaded a couple on and he's like, you want more? And I'm like, heck yeah. And <laughs> it, it, he, he did an amazing job loading it on there. I took a pictures. I, I wish it'd pop back up in memories because I just recently switched phones and don't have access to everything that I had. Sure. But it, it was the first piece that I go from, from all those frames. So, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to let the rest of them go. Right. I, I don't need them all. And I know where more's at. You know, you know where more, you know where more I are. I can't use them all. Wait, I definitely do. Wait a second. People are clamoring to find that information. Is that is that something that people can purchase when they get down to the to the complex? It it could happen. Those yeah. folks are likely going to be right around to. I ain't going to tell you that's the guy. You oh, need to no buy kidding. my stuff. Wow, you got better agents. I'll pick up the other stuff. And <laughs> come back and and I'll sell you some more. Who knows? Uh, it works out however it works out. You know, I got some friends that are bringing some stuff over and putting it on consignment. And uh, I'm, I'm totally good with that. It's just more stuff. You know, it's just helping everybody. I got a lot of stuff that, you know, is like kind of modern stuff and stuff that's beginning stuff. And it's all stuff that can be used. You know, just sometimes in a pinch when you're trying to put together a couple of cars, you need another setup of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought that could actually benefit a lot of people. Who are just trying to get going? I, got, I like you know, I like that a few parents that come over to buy parts on the regular for for kids getting into the youth. Sure. So they, that's that's cool. A couple more guys came the other day. They just got my name from word of mouth from another guy that you know his brother and I worked together quite a bit. So I just made two more friends, and I'm sure it's going to lead to more. I saw Mike Rosan was posting on your. Um... Uh, on the post that you made ahead of the show this evening. I haven't seen Mike in a long, long time, but uh, it was funny that he showed up there because his uh, uh, he came up in conversation. I was talking to Scott Wallace ahead of the Hartford Fair. Scott Plumption yeah. ended up going down there and doing the announcing job, and uh, we just got talking about what things were like in, in Scott's part of the state with Smash Masters and where things are at and where things are going and where things have been, and we got talking about some of the – some of the good old days with, um, uh, with you know, like Carl Schaller and yep. uh, you know the, those brick wall cars that, that always showed up that, that, that ran the table in the compacts and Allentown and, and Andy Carl, Chester. Carl and, always brings tough stuff. Yep. He tries to fool you until he gets junk, but don't don't let him get to. He knows what he's doing. It was good to his see kids know what they're doing. Good to see his name uh, uh, pop back up on the the conversation, and then. Uh, um, I started thinking about what was going on with, with, with Redding and uh, with Cutstown. I, do they have derbies there anymore? 
I, I don't know about Redding, and somebody said Kutztown was over. Yeah. You, you talk about Scott Wallace. He's somebody who was kind of in my area and snuck in and out before I realized who he was. <laughs> and probably like seven years ago, I worked with uh, Brett and uh, the Kings of Old School crew, mm-hmm. and Scott was their head guy mm-hmm. and just blew me away with his knowledge. He, I mean, I, I had known Mark Benjamin from, from what those guys do. You know, they build to the rules or whatever you want to call it. But uh, Scott Scott Wallace was way more knowledgeable than than Mark ever was. But And I have a ton of respect for Mark. And I just, I never seen anybody like Scott handle themselves the way they did that day. Scott It was is... uh, Rick, Rick Clark against Mike Klinger. That's what it came down to. A couple Sueys and I think maybe Klinger had some other guys that were out there on his team. And maybe helped him a little bit, but it was an awesome, awesome show. Brett let me uh, tech with those guys, but when it comes time to officiating, he's like, "Yo, cat, you got to sit in a stance." And I'm like, "All right, whatever." Rick Clark tried to dupe me on a retech. He they were just giving him a hard time playing the cat and mouse game all day, mm-hmm. and uh, he came back up with his list. He's like, "Hey, can you look at this real quick?" And I looked at it, and it was like, "That's not what he told you to do." I'm like, "Just hold on." <laughs> And I went and got him. They're like, oh, he's sneaky. You got to watch him. And I didn't really know who he was. We had just bought some parts from him. He seemed like a nice guy. You know, we met his family. The girls liked him. And uh, he, he did awesome. That was like probably one of the first people I've seen give Mike a hard time. And it was it was cool. Those two had a great rivalry going for, for quite a while. Um, those two were down in Stoneboro and I almost want to, th- want to say that both of those guys ended up, at least one of them ended up making that trip from Stoneboro, uh, a couple years ago, back up to run at the Otsego County Fairgrounds, one of the spinning wheels shows, but I can't remember which show it was. And that might've been yeah. one of the first San Filippo shows. Possibly. I know he ran in there a couple of times and won the cup a few times. We, we went up there and ran against him and I mean, he literally killed me and close to <laughs> kill my buddy. He put enough of a hurting on him, you know. It, it it's fun. The San Felipe Cup is crazy. All those people in there, different cars, and there, there's a bunch of different, you know, little battles going on within, and you just get in the mess. But he, he's definitely out there, like steady beating people up the whole time. He ain't bagging and trying to hide. Right. How did you get uh, into the sport to begin with? Uh, my mom took me in the early '80s to watch her uncle, which is my great uncle. And then uh, he pissed away. And then my, my stepfather's boss, his family was into it local here to same spot. And he did it, his wife did it, and his, his kids did it that were my age. And they were doing good because, you know, daddy was buying them good cars. So it, was, it just made me want to do it a lot more. And my brother did it, but, you know, I had to wait till I was 18. So, I mean, it was kind of always there wanting to do it just a matter of when I could get started the uh the live chat's very busy uh Chad Dunlap's hanging out there I saw I think Chad had a couple cars at one of the model contests that was in Ohio over the weekend if not maybe Chad, was- Chad is one of the first characters that we met when we went to bash for cash the first time yeah he's a he's a good cat <laughs> he's uh, he's fun the whole friend- model crew is a good group of guys they're they're, they're fun to be around they're they're people that I've known for a long, long time, man. All of them are all of them are a ton of fun to to talk to and to get to know. And 
they're all gearing up trying to get ready for the the contest you know there's people uh jeremy Scholl, chris loans they're all building stuff already looking forward to um memorial day weekend at the bash for cash next year i mean and it's, yeah. it's I, I literally got burned by one of those guys by not reaching out to the rest of the community first sending oh. a model and never got nothing out of it so i went out and got a pair of the same models and having two different cars built now basically the same cars but different times sure and uh somebody local here is going to do it for me so i'm excited to see how that turns out what were they what were the what are the kits that you sent out 64 dodge nice it was uh the ghostbusters kit i was trying to mimic a car that i had i don't even know 2014 or something 2015 mm -hmm. it was just a, a little b body kind of like the one that lexi had in the muscle car heat right and i ran it out at bash against the imperials and stuff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the uh that, that was awesome by the way that was that was very fun running with the imperials oh yeah going out there uh dillman you know he's the the big uh -huh. big bad guy from town he's won a couple times in a row like that that dude didn't stand a chance and then his buddy tried to come get some you know because i was beating on him and the uh he kind of got jumped there, there's some good videos out there of it you know just politics and the way stuff's it, it works out it's pretty awesome it was how, fun. <laughs> how did your car do after everything was all said and done? Um, I, not, I'm not picking on the junk defect or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. Is it, it seemed like that car had shifted awkward underneath the firewall. Was there anything left that you could do with that car, or was that done and over with? Oh, that thing was broke at both ends. Yeah. I, I never tore one up like that. <laughs> but I never really ran against nothing like that. That guy at the end that hit me uh, face to, like, nose to nose, it, it just kinked my fuel line, and that's what stopped it. But, I mean, it, it tore up everything. There's, like, nothing in front of the motor. But I just unhooked the fuel line and put a, a new one in there and started up and drove in the garage and took some parts off it. Drug it back out with a tractor and parked it for another day. Can somebody bring that home and put that in their uh, own Demolition Derby Hall of Fame if they want to park that back at the house? Or is I, that staying there? Mate, it, the car is still here, but I've not been nice to it. I, I literally cut some sheet metal off it. I right. cut a piece off that said Lexi Drews, and I kind of flashed it around to be funny. And I don't know. I just took the cage out of it. I had to reuse everything. Yeah. You know, it's just hard to get the stuff right now. That I understand. And then I understand. Eric Remington was checking in. Nick King. Nick King was Nick over there. King. Uh, Nick King. Uncle Rick. <laughs> We're going to see him in two weeks at Iron, Iron City. Rachel, Rachel is really concerned. She's like, you better be nice to these people. Lexi's got to go through take. She's she's concerned that they're going to give her a hard time in tech. Are you going through it, the tech line? I'm not. I'm going to stay out of it. She got I got her in trouble before <laughs> with say, the, dead, the, the dead man guys. <laughs> they literally just said, "Hey, bro, you got to go right now." That's funny. And yeah. half of the crew came up and was like, "Hey, we're sorry." And I'm like, "You know what? I, I feel like I was right." And they're like, "You absolutely were," but I never should have said what I said. It was oh. delivery, timing, and I shouldn't have said it. You know, I, I understand. And, you know, because I didn't throw a fit, everything was good at the end of the day. Those guys are some of my best friends now. You know, they're, they're all trustworthy people. It's just a heat of the moment type thing, you know. I and I poke too far. <laughs> I get, I'm a bit of an instigator, I guess. I got quite a few haters. Uh, Nick was in action this weekend. He ran at that RDP Team Rampage 2 with, uh, with uh, Joey, ha uh, Joey Havoc. Having five one. Did he win? Uh, no, they did not. They did oh. not. Um, Al the Crockett. team thing—you really can't bag too much. 
you have to get out there and get after it. <laughs> Those bagger guys, they don't they don't fare well unless they're with the hammer. You know, like Highland when Sickles gets out there with him. Man, you, you take anybody along with Highland he's probably going to win it for you. The guy's <laughs> a beast. Uh, they uh... That area out there, man, there's monsters. Western PA and that part of West Virginia. I don't think so much of Ohio guys. They think they're the sizzle, you know, but like every state around you has better guys than you. Back up. That Ohio is AF. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, uh, Nick. Uh, let's see. Uh, Al Crockett, he was stripping a car. I saw on Facebook he was getting something stripped apart and was in the process of swapping everything over. He had a diplomat there for a while that he ran, and then I saw uh, Larry Bucknam, and, and Al can fill me in on more details on that. He had some old, old relic-looking piece, but it was all purple, all decked out for uh, um, for the Hirsch family. Some purple bed all yeah, over Yeah, that it. was uh, Chuck. I was actually just up in Massachusetts last week and tried to catch up with Al, but he had some stuff going on with his family that he had to tend to. I just told him, hey, you know, I'll, I'll be back. Do what, do what you got to do. It was a shame that it didn't work out. But, I, you know, I reached out to the Bucknam as well up there. I, I like those guys. And they weren't too far from where I was at. I was up there for work and then rode back through New York and made a couple stops and picked up quite a few derby parts and made some more friends. You know, made some relationships better. So uh, we're seven episodes away from um, – rounding out the, the teens and moving into the 20s for episode number 420. Are you going to be making the trip up for, for that particular episode? I'm going to make that happen, Chris. <laughs> I'm going I'm to put it on my calendar. I knew it was coming up. That's why I made mention of it. And uh, I'm, I'm going to stick to my word. It's an open I'm door. I'm definitely a man of my word. Anytime Whether you want. Whether it's a good decision or bad decision, I'll stick to it and own it. Right on. Um, the 10th and the 11th is the Mike Gilbert Memorial Derby, and that's one of them that, that Al's getting ready for. We uh, had, had traded some messages with some of the folks up there. Uh, uh, John Kleckner, he was he was real excited about that. When I talked with him, I think he was up in Maine at that point. Um, we, I, I we've been wanting to get up there. Mike has reached out to Lex a couple of times, and Rachel, they've, they've talked to him. He's great, but it, it's, it's hard to fit everything in. I it mean, is. the summer's just so busy, and once you've traveled so many places, you have so many friends everywhere. And you kind of plan stuff earlier, and if you forget about something, it messes this up. And whenever Dad decides he wants to run a car, then that throws a wrench into it. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard. We we try to work together, but most of the time, she's pointing where to go, and I just drive her. Right. That's that's really how that goes. <laughs> you know that I told you that a couple of years ago. Yep. the The ninth and the tenth is the same, or excuse me, the tenth and the eleventh. That's the same weekend as uh, as Iron City National. So. We're going to be in new Alex, but hopefully everything goes well for Al up there. Matt Evans taking a minute to recognize what the uh, the young guys pulled off uh, fashionably late. This is Jason Deal. Um, the footage ripping in a T-Bird. Interesting. I might have to see that. Do you know anything about that video where you might be whipping around? I, I, I think they're, uh, they're trying to talk about that Audi. I did a lap in reverse on that figure eight, and it was probably a faster time than my forward lap. <laughs> I'm not a race car driver, Chris, and I, I'm actually better at it in reverse. And I, I don't know. The, the car was not running right, but somehow in reverse, it seemed like it was more steady. When I was driving it in forward, the engine would kick in when I didn't want it to. Right. And on the straightaway, it wouldn't do nothing. And I creep across it, and by the time I get to the sharp turn, the car would just take off. And then I have to jam on the brakes, and somebody bumped me in the butt. And it was, 
I, I, it was a struggle. I'm not proud of it, but I didn't kill it. And I got to take it to the Derby. I want so. to know what Hunter Wood's talking about. Said so how to talk about Jesse without saying his name. We're going to go into that stuff at the end. So, I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be some, some, uh, um, RDP conversation at the end of the show, so I, I I'm not really sure exactly what that meant, but I'm happening to uh, happening upon that. Maybe we get some further details. Frankie Guy and Scott Kiefer, and now James Cisco as well. Um, they are really excited to listen to you on the radio because you've got Frank, a good Frankie, radio. Voice. Frankie and Michelle are the man. <laughs> I uh, I don't know what's going on right now, Chris. Literally, I have all these irons in the fire everywhere mm -hmm. and everything is popping like literally right now so it's it's pretty awesome it's exciting it's a good time to be i got somebody courting me to do a podcast with them and has real support from people that i know and i know they have the equipment and know how to make it happen mm -hmm. so it's fun to see everybody see things happening and now i, I don't even know where you you reaching out to me came from but it's an honor it's i've waited for it forever and made a joke about this morning in the house that I'm like, Hey, you know, Chris hit me up. He's like, Hey, come on. And I looked at her and she just looked at me and I was like, it only took me two years. And she laughed and we, <laughs> we moved on. She's so, so darn serious all the time. She's, she's just so focused on what she's doing and her goals. Uh, what got it, what caught my attention was the fact that, yeah, we hadn't, um, we hadn't had a chance to catch up on the show. Um, on top of the, uh, I thought we tried to put something together back in one of the trips that we were down in Florida. We, you and I talked for probably an hour and a half out behind the, the grandstands for a while down at one of the, I think it was one of the Iron City shows down in Florida. And we had tried to put something together and then it just didn't, it, it didn't gain the traction. And, and then I think eventually after that, Lexi came on and we talked about the, the, the Demo Derby Life magazine. And, um, between that and, and seeing that everything was for sale, uh, kind of sparked my interest, like what exactly was happening with that. So it's good. I mean, I, I'm glad that we're, we're able to catch up and, and there's further details uh, certainly to come as, as the rest of that stuff develops, I hope. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop one more thing on you. We're, we're trying to get a derby together mm -hmm. for Thanksgiving weekend, okay. like Friday, right. have a swap meet and some country music. And then Saturday, literally have a derby and rock music. It's going to be run with you prong style, show up oh basic safety inspection, and we'll sort you out and put you with <laughs> folks with like builds. I think that'd and be I'm, really cool. I'm, I have the blessing from, in my mind, the best that I've seen in the business at sorting those cars out and putting them where they belong. I'm, I'm not having any part of it. I have enough friends that are willing to help and people have been reaching out. You know, everybody wants to be a part of it and it's, it's so awesome. I didn't know how your call today tied into all that or somebody's telling you some other stuff that's going on in the dark because mm -mm. I, I don't really put everything out there. And Lexi's really quiet. You know, she does her thing and I do my thing. We just happen to be together. You know, she's my daughter. I try not to influence her because she don't want to hear. It. And I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of the same way. Sometimes it's frustrating. But in the end, you know, when I really think about it, it's really a proud moment as a father. You sure. know, she can stand on her own feet. I'm not worried about her. Whatever she does in life, these experiences that she's getting now are going to help her to make everything else seem easy. She's, she's killing it. Just can't say enough. That's excellent. Um, I, I remember you told me you had currents with her burning out, you know, doing it, but keeping the content going and stuff. And I mean, I've definitely seen all that stuff. Yep. That conversation you were talking about down in Florida. I mean, I've definitely seen every stage that you talked about 
but she she never stopped you know even during covid and everything she got she got a little more creative and now now with everything going you know people like if she wants to work with them they're they're all about it you know that's even that's... some of the past connects that she had that weren't very warm to her when she reached out you know not everybody's like hey come on we want to be a part of what, what you got going on mm-hmm. you know most are but not everyone but now what she has is is just about everybody coming back and right. it's amazing and and there's nothing to nothing to complain about there you know there's a lot of times where where people are asking like how do you uh um how do you gain traction how do you get that voice how do you get that reach and um the biggest thing is start local and take um, take take whatever conversation you can get and then as 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 the traction builds out just continue to flesh out that idea and and learn the lessons local so that it doesn't so that it doesn't affect you as as things get more uh regional and then more um across your uh your home area and then eventually national i mean she she built it the right way it, it worked out perfect yeah she's 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 killing it out there mm-hmm. and that's why i think her mother's a little concerned with me doing what i want to do might negatively affect what she does but i think because we've always been separate she doesn't really lean on me and i don't lean on her so i don't, I don't think it's going to be a problem uh the chad is July talking about weekend heading out to portland this weekend you're not going out to dead man this weekend are you who to go see terry nah 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 this weekend i'm, I'm committed to go to the buck on saturday and announce for zane the new derby the uh the new owner at the buck Gotcha. He asked me to come for the Derby. There's a little grudge match there, and they want to hype it up. <laughs> it's cool. It's two guys that literally been talking trash. Everybody's tired of hearing it, but it's it's funny. It's entertaining. But somebody probably doesn't like it. You know, one of the two don't. So, it's, I mean, it's like put up or shut up. I right. think it's awesome. Settle, settle the beef. Get out there and do it. So, we got some ideas. It, it, it'll be a good show. On uh, 4th of July, they invited me up there to do it, and uh, it went really well. And TJ McCullough was actually there watching and came over and talked to me afterwards. And he's, he's one, he's actually the guy who's courted me to try to do the, the podcast stuff with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Alex, Alex Vasco is the other guy. Right. I, I don't like trying to keep stuff in the shadows. You know, I just like to put <laughs> stuff out there. I'm, I'm not shady. You know, I can just be cool with everybody and that's easy enough. Mm-hmm. You don't like who my friends are. That's your problem. Right. You, you have yours and I have mine. It doesn't mean that we can't be friends your decision that's right the there's good people out here though it's you don't run across too many issues At, traveling with two pretty girls definitely helps a lot you know i think they diffuse a lot of stuff <laughs> i'm glad i don't bring those those two trouble like i brought you know some of the family members when when we were all growing up you know i, I became a lot more mature and just kind of be quiet and let things play out and realize that hey that was really nothing to get upset about you know it's just nothing how how much has the sport changed as as you were coming up through and 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 those family that are still around that were that were driving when you were just getting involved with the sport back in the the eighties and going there and watching your um, your uncle and everything? What's their take on what the the sport's influence is and and what the sport has become from where its roots were? There's literally probably twenty to thirty guys in the area that still are a part of it, mm-hmm. and I mean they're all competitive. And when everybody gets out there at the same time, nobody can really predict what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, the guys that have won a lot of times, they've been exposed at this point as baggers. And, you know, and then guys who want to take guys like that out usually get them or at least distract them enough 
so they can't putt around to the end, you know. Everybody kind of keeps everybody in line. And as far as tech, the same way. We don't have the, the best tech crews, but the guys kind of patrol themselves in the pits a little bit. Sure. Sometimes guys squeals and, you know, there was a couple guys that gave him some heat about it. And I seen it from a distance and realized it was such a big deal. I just kind of caught the tail end of it, you know, and it did look like it was over with. Then the guy walked away. But I'm sure two weeks later, everybody's fine. You know how it is. Emotions run high. Hopefully. <laughs> Every, everybody's human, you know, and everybody's entitled to a bad day. Doesn't make them a bad person. As long as they show up and eat it and say, yeah, I did it and we'll move on. We were talking a little bit, Chad Dunlap was talking about getting out to uh, the next Dead Man show, Dead Man Derby. It's all available online. That's going to be a three-day show streamed on uh, DerbyNation.tv. It's going to be produced by uh, Derby Tees. It's going to be Friday. Those are the youth compacts. Uh, excuse me, action starts with youth compacts. And then the Superstock and the Dead Man Pro minis, all those on Friday. Saturday action starts at 3. The Power Wheels are on the schedule there. The Superstock Concy, Youth Full Size, Dead Man Pro mini uh, Concy, the Half Ton Truck, Street Stock V8, Compact V8, and the Pro Stocks. Then that wild six foot class. Action starts Sunday at 1. That is the main event Bone Stock Compacts, the Co Pilot class, the mini trucks, Dead Man Pro minis, and the Superstock features. On the topic of the mini trucks, King Smash from Crasham had a junk run as part of their 1,000 win four and six cylinder chain and bang show up there at the Fulton Speedway here this weekend. Freddie White from Fulton got another win. Uh, he was in the studio a couple weeks back with, um, uh, with Zach Herman, and things have really turned around for Freddie. He's got a great year coming together for him up there. Uh, we got to follow up with him because he hadn't really talked much about being as busy as uh, as it turns out he's been, and not only has he been, been busy, but he's been successful. Jim Sherman from Syracuse won that uh, 750 to win junk run for King Smash from Crasham Demolition Derbies at Fulton Speedway. That was a that was a, a fun one to, uh, to to find the news on when we were going through some of the results from the racetracks, and that one popped up. So that was cool. And then there's a uh, uh, Matt Shepard. He won the the modified feature and the track championship at Orange County Fair Speedway over in Middletown. I saw they are advertising an Eve of Destruction type program over there. So that might be something that we kind of try to keep our eyes on as that comes together. Jason, if you got a few minutes, we got to run through a couple breaks here. If you don't mind, can uh, can can you stay on for another segment? I can't believe how fast it's gone. It's thirty six forty five, but you oh, mind? It's got by so fast, man. But I. I'll be on standby. I'll All hang right. out here, man. Perfect. Good All time. Right. Let me let me run through some of this stuff quick, and we'll uh, and we'll be right back. Do your work, brother. RPM Group is a, pro a progressive waste management business serving nearly 4,000 residents and businesses around Owego, New York. RPM Group can take care of all your waste management needs. Boasting a fleet of two roll-offs and six garbage trucks, RPM is fully insured and ready to serve. Ask about asbestos abatement and surveys, interior and exterior demolition, private parties and foreclosures, curbside trash and recycling, all that and more. Click or call, ask for Corey, tell him you heard about him here at the Crash Course nationals rpm group ny.com or 607-223-8714 hardcore demolition derby their crown jewel is coming up on labor day weekend labor day lockdown stoneboro pennsylvania september 3rd and 4th on the third opening round of action hobby stocks youth compacts street stock compacts minivans trucks full-size trucks and power wheels this is fourth youth full-size hardcore limiter weld hardcore compact full-size bone stock of the power wheels on the fourth and they're going to move uh, just a couple days later to the route 40 rumble in dunbar pennsylvania hobby stocks youth and street stock compacts the power wheels september the 7th is the hardcore limited weld hardcore compacts and the power wheels and then the final confrontation the crown jewel of the uh the october 
segment of the Hardcore Tour, October 1st and 2nd. That's also in Dunbar. October the 1st is the Hobby Stock Last Chance Qualifier, the Youth Compacts, Weld Compacts, Youth National Championship, Full Size Bone Stock. They've got a 70s wire class. They've also got a Ladies Only Heat on the 1st and then on the 2nd. Minivan SUV, Street Stock Compacts, Half Ton Trucks, Hardcore Limiter Weld, Hardcore Compact Championship, and the Hobby Stock Championship. The Hardcore Series wrapped up the Washington War Zone program on August the 19th. The Hobby Stocks, Jake Ban uh, James Bandemir, won over George Backus and uh, Rod Pattinson. Hammer awards to Brandon Corwin and Justin Yeager. Hardcore Compacts, Ricky Yeager got the win over Rich Fanzenbaker, John Cook, Justin Griffin, and Zach Zuzula got uh, hard, uh, excuse me, Hammer awards for the Hardcore Tour, again, there's a good look at the schedule. Hardcore Derby Promotions has all the details. Hit up Frankie Guy on Facebook or visit HardcoreDerbyPromotions.com. Iron City Nationals are coming up just around the corner. That's going to be September 9th and September 10th. Friday, September the 9th, 7 o'clock, start time, stock compact, big weighing class, two-man extreme class, and the first of the three uh, street uh, super stock features. Those are one and done. So the, the, there's three different flights, and they are all full. Saturday, September the 10th, 6 o'clock, start, power wheels, most wanted fine art class, the full-size youth class, super stock heat number two, super stock feature number three, pit, pits open at 7 o'clock. That's all going to go down at the New Alex Lions Club, 1874 Lions Club Road, New Alexandria, Pennsylvania, www.ironcitypromos.com for additional details. Super stocks, the full-size class, 10000 to win, and a championship belt for each of those three. So there's thirty grand right off the top right there. Big Wayne heavyweight class, 2500 in a championship belt. Two-man extreme class, 2000 in a championship belt. Stock compact class, 1500 in a championship belt. Most wanted fine art street stocks, 1500 in a trophy in the youth full size. They get three prizes at the end of the night, $700, a championship belt, and a fresh 98-02. Again, rules and entry information. Uh, this is also going to be part of the Unified Point Series as well. All that information is online, ironcitypromos.com. And we'll give you the rundown here in just a little bit on some of the results from Smash Demolition Derby Unified Points. We still got to hit up the stuff for Jeffy and Alex Vasco, so we're not uh, we're not anywhere near done yet. But I did notice that we had uh, the the Brown Boys Derby team was checking in on the YouTube feed, and Austin Brown bought a Cordoba from Jason back on his birthday. Said Jason was a stand-up guy and wanted to just make a mention, say hello. So that was kind of cool. Blast from the past, J uh, Jason. I uh, I just told his daddy and aunt, a full frame and nice real two door one that I got over at uh, Showers Auction. It was just too nice to leave a set there. Literally, I threw a high bid out there, and no nobody wanted to challenge me, so I ended up having to eat it and pay it. I could have gotten it cheaper, but you know I ended up giving a grand for it and flipping it for fifteen hundred, so it was worth it. And and the Browns are happy. You know they're they're good dudes, man. They're they're scary looking guys, but I can tell you they're not what they look like. You know don't judge a book by its cover. Hunter Woods thought that we were talking about Jesse Myers. We were talking about the Thunderbirds, and that actually it wasn't one of the people that had come to mind immediately, but that was kind of interesting. Chad Dunlap said he's got his fingers crossed as a, as a bucket list life goal. He wants to be featured in the Demo Derby Life magazine. And um, Nick, uh, man, I'm going to butcher his name. I've seen that name come across before. Uh, Nick Miseraka, I think is how to say it. He's looking Nick, forward to Nick hearing you announce. He's from he's from Coachville. He's he's been in the game for a long time. He's the uh, he's kind of a shiesty looking guy. Lives on the edge of town, you know. But the kids digging. He's literally one of the driving forces behind Mason Stacy's success. He he got in the car with Mason, and that's when Mason's winning streak started. And gotcha. Nick was his passenger forever. Interesting. So I've, I've gotten to know Nick 
pretty pretty well over the last couple of years. Like I said, I feed Mason and his family parts to keep those guys going as much as possible. You know. Uh, Jeff McMillan said he's still upset about something. I'm not sure exactly what that James, was. James McMillions. That is his name, literally mocking him because somebody on a job he had thought that was his name and it held him up for a couple of days. And then uh, they interviewed his family at the local fair. And, I mean, they've been part of it longer than me. It's, I mean, they're, they're definitely a huge part of it now. The kids are coming of age, running, you know, more and more of the kids. And uh, they, they had a big interview and they butchered their name. They called them the McMillers. So, you know, today I made a post and called them the McMillers. I and see. then tagged them all in it because no one really responded. I called him McMillions, so I'm I'm still picking. I called him McMillions when he came out to the Buck when they they gave me the mic the first time. It was it was funny. That guy Andy, who's up there full time, I think he looked at me like five minutes in and was like, "Hey, hey, bro, you got to put that mic down and leave. Like you're you're not trying to steal my job." And I'm over there like sweating bullets, you know, like man, I don't know how this is going. I I don't know what's happening, but you know, I just settled in and watched the derby and realized that you know I was I helped out up in the booth there. It was it was fun to see how things work on the inside. They they definitely from the outside and from the inside, it's two different things. But it's cool to see how the end product comes out. They they do a good job. It's the, it's cool. The big thing about being on the, the big thing about being on the inside is if you don't tell anybody on the outside what they're missing, then ninety percent of the time they don't even know that they missed it. So you could miss up a thousand. I, I don't I don't talk about my experiences. I just <laughs> say, Hey, I got invited up in here. <laughs> you know, and I just I keep that stuff in, in my in my hat. Right. One day I might be able to use that stuff to help me with something, but broadcasting it to everybody's not going to help me in any bit. You know, no. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta gain people's trust. That's what's all about. You trust me and I trust you. Uh, that topic came up over the weekend. There was a, a driver that was going uh, a little bit, a little bit on the reckless side of things uh, at one of the derbies and uh, got to the point where he just had to, you know, stand on it and go where, where kind of he didn't belong at the risk of, um, at the risk of his own peril. So to say it, 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 he was either going to be a hero. About, are you talking about the white video the from, from Western PA? Uh -uh. I was kind of getting flirted around. It was a driver's door hit. Guy was coming in. The guy you who know, took the shot kind of moved a little bit and the, the, the aggressor didn't slow down. No, uh, no, not exactly. That's, that's not the one that, that, that came to mind when we were talking about that, but, but I can see where that would apply. But ultimately the I, driver I, said that the driver said, you know, I got to trust the people around me too. And, and they got to yeah. trust me because we're all out here to do a job. And it's like, well, yeah, yes, that is true. That part is true. <laughs> I'll I tell you, we need to do a better job educating folks about driver's door hits. Like they're, uh, they're not intentional. You know, the, the guy delivering the shot, he wants the wheel to get the guy taking the shot. He wants it in the door instead of his wheel. So that happens all the time. And mm -hmm. a lot of stuff is out of your control. So that's why you shouldn't politic with folks and say, hey, I, I'll, I'll work with you and I, or I won't work with you. And then you get glance off of somebody and bump into the guy you're supposed to be working with. He gets all butthurt. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's just not worth it. You don't have enough control to be out there making statements like you're doing out to the end, especially for a long time. Unless There's... you're a vet driver and, and you know when to relax and be calm. And then, then the story's a little different. You, you know what it's about. You've been around enough people. There's, there, there's a lot of people who want to uh, sit in the grandstands, and they'll go back to – they'll be recording it or something, and they'll be recording it, and they'll go back and say, well, the last time this person made contact was right here, so they should be timed out. 
And, and in reality, the people, the five or six people trackside, they have the ability to time them in a route. That clock doesn't start immediately when that person didn't make contact. In a perfect world, it would be. It would all be set on, you know, AMB timing and scoring. We watch it on mylabs.com, and we'd be able to know the 60-second the, the shot clock, when it expired, when it started, and everything, and it would be all, it would be all perfect. And once we get all the cars running on batteries and everything like that in, in 20 years from where we're at right now, maybe that's something that can be programmed in. But right now, there's a lot of human element that is involved with that. And with that comes a particular tolerance of error. If you're going to go back that's... and litigate a derby that happened at your county fair that you're not an official in and you don't have a car in because you've got the video to prove it, that's not necessarily the place that we need to be arguing that point because you've got the luxury yeah. of stopping video, looking at it from multiple different sides yeah. versus somebody, you know, usually those are the, the people that are the most upset about the driver's door hits or about the shot clocks and stuff like that. And I've, I've worked on both sides of the fence and I can tell you when you work on the other side, it changes your perception of what's happening inside there, mm -hmm. you know? Yep, very much so. And and at the same time, you've got a lot of people that are demolition derby drivers that are willing to see a car staying busy. And and if the car's staying busy, then they might assume that they're making hits. Or yeah. furthermore, you see somebody who's a driver who's working his butt off, who's ailing, he's got an issues, you know, flat tires, or the, you know, especially stock shows where the car's just falling apart. Where they make contact and they're not going to get that clock to start right away because the, the driver that's on the sideline holding the stopwatch to say, man, if I was in the spot, I got to give this guy a little bit more time because if I was in that spot, I would hope that they're giving me a few more minutes too. right or wrong. That, that's that, the kind of thing that happens. For, definitely for the aggressive guys. You know, I, I, I wish that like, if I was in charge, I would literally take all the baggers out and say, y'all over here on the B stage and all the guys who are out there to get after it. Hey, you're on the A stage and let's look and see where the fans go to watch. They'll be on the A stage until the heat's over. And then they'll walk over and watch the B state mm -hmm. and probably get bored and walk away before the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's the way it is. Y'all are cool, but your skill set is not the same. Somebody comes out there and hammers all y'all, like I eat that stuff up. And if he messes up a little bit and takes a shot he couldn't and he acknowledges it and nobody's hurt, just deal with it move on. You know, that's mm -hmm. part of the show. Stop crying so much. You can't change things. Just have faith in the guys around the track are doing the best that they can, you know, inspection in my mind and putting the, the cars together is, is what's important. If you got a good tech crew, you know, you can do a lot of things. And if you have a bad tech crew, whether they're seeing things and allow them to happen, mm -hmm. or if you got a crew that doesn't really know what they're looking at, you know, I can side more with those guys because they don't know what they're doing is wrong. If you don't know something, you don't know. But the guys that allow this stuff to happen, like people need to step up and, and talk about those folks. You know, there's been a lot of finger pointing, you know, over the off season, you know, this guy and that guy who's who's carrying all the heat right now. And uh, it's kind of funny. You know, I, we, we get a different glimpse from the inside and I can't wait to spill my side of the story. You know, I know a lot of people, we got friends and connects everywhere. And, you know, we're on a good enough basis where folks just openly speak about their experiences, you know, with what's happening there. And when you show up a couple years in a row, you know, you build a rapport with these folks. You find out who's real and, you know, who's fluff. It's, but, it's good. It's, it's a drama. But, it's but awesome. I kind of wish I could go back to not knowing. It was almost better when I didn't realize it was kind of rigged. You know, it's definitely rigged. There's things that happen that people move this around and do that to try to favor this person and that person. Like, I hate trying to, somebody trying to 
dictate the outcome of Derby. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing that? It's its own thing, especially folks with a lot of resources and folks that have won a lot. Like, stop trying to rig Derby so your kids win. Like, I hate you. I have no no respect for you. Right. And and some of the people out there listening, you know, they might know who they are, and they might be a little butthurt right now. But I don't care. You know, I, I tell tell my kids and people that work out of my garage, like, go out there and, and bang them up, have a good time. If you win, that's awesome. If you don't, you still had a good time. You bag, you're going to go out there. You're going to feel kind of upset with yourself when it's over. Like, what'd you really do? You wasted your rod. It wasn't fun. In that, it really wasn't. No, nobody's typing you up, you know? Sure. I like getting people excited, you know? <laughs> At this point, you kind of know everybody. So right. I don't even talk to anybody. I just go out there and how it plays out, it plays out. If somebody hits me, I'm like, hey, it's on. I don't go out there saying I'm going to take somebody out. Unless your name is Kevin Greenway, you know, he's at his turn. I'll just go out there and give him a hard time. And I'm kind of his kryptonite. He might be an eight-time champ, but he can't do nothing when I'm out there. It's awesome. I love it. So let's I don't not... care that I lose. Well, he's, uh... he's, a, he's, a, he's a great driver. That I'm glad that uh, Dead Man gets to see him at Upper Co. I mean, he's, he, he owns the, the heavyweight class down there in the racing. And he does good in the derby with, you know, freaking race cars. Like, it's obvious he's the wheel man. You know, I'm kind of a nobody in my area. You know, I, I might be one of the more notarized guys, but really as far as the top guys, like I, I'm toward the top 10, honestly. There, there's so many animals around here and it's cool to be friends with them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're good people. So let's but take that we back. Home, we were talking about the, the litigation that was happening on the, the instant replay um, and, and not accounting for the human element and the choices that are made trackside. And then you have the folks that take that uh, and the drivers who want that to be uh, called to the letter of the law. So everything wants to be split down the center as long as they get the bigger half. They're the ones that get the favors, but when they're trying to win the derby, they want everybody else covered covered to the letter of everything and and that sort of stuff. So there's part of it, but where's the onus then, in, in your opinion, when a car comes through tech? And I'm not even worried about the, the conversations about um, – you know, the, it was like that when I bought it, but you know, the, the gray area conversation stuff, when you yeah, bring a car that you know, for sure, when you know, hang on, when you know for sure that a car is cheated and you get called out by an inspector who does know what they're looking at. And then you turn around and you make a big scene and talk about how the promoter's carrying on and this and that. And the other thing, it's the fact is there's often no space in the conversation with Demolition Derby that takes into consideration the fact that the drivers sometimes are also the jerks of these equations. They, they absolutely are. I, uh, I'm glad that I was never part of social media, but 2015 to 2017, I traveled all over the Northeast and went to derbies and inspected and officiated and got to meet with so many people and make relationships based on who they were in person and not who they were trying to perceive and the public who they were, you know? Right. And uh, most of the guys who are big name guys, I'll let you know, they're all, they're all a bunch of cheaters. There's, <laughs> there's, there's some, there's some good drivers out there who will win in whatever you put them in. But usually those good drivers end up in some cheated shit and who can stop those guys. Sure. I mean, there's just, there's some guys out there that are totally unstoppable and it's cool to see them go somewhere and, and get beat up by other people because you know, you know, numbers win. Yep. That's just how it works. It's better to bring you a friend. You can't fight numbers. Sometimes it's more fun to go out of town where you don't know anybody. Live chat's Seats. still busy. We're uh, we're we're trying to keep up with everything. Uh, Tyler Smay liking the conversation. Nick's out there. I can I can tell you that in Cecil County, 
you don't want to show up on the outside because even though most of the guys that are in there like have their own little internal battles when somebody comes in from the outside like they literally just circle the wagons and destroy that guy andy anderson came through there and literally walked through a heat and was walking around all cheesing you know he's a, he's a great guy mm. and he's a great driver but when he went out there in the future those guys i mean laid it on him for like three four minutes and he just like put his head down and drove his car and said hey i've had enough like i'm not getting nothing here but my butt kicked forever these guys just like jumped on him and hammered him i thought it was cool it made made me happy for my area that the guys could get together over someone who doesn't live here right now as much as we hate each other we're still family we don't really hate each other not, <laughs> not, not the best that's just not hate you know it's really not hate and people need to learn that whatever happens on the track like leave it there that doesn't change that we were friends before the dirty what happens on the track afterwards everybody gets to do whatever they want they pay their entry fee to get out there and have fun mm -hmm. so stop judging what they do and if, if you really think you have such an opinion so strong get in a car and go out there and do it yourself and you'll realize it's not what it looks like from the stands i can promise you no matter how many times you've seen it or on video this you video does derby no justice is your thanksgiving derby going to have an a stage and a b stage I, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that up to my guys who know how to sort it out. Right. Literally whatever whatever shows up, prepared and feel confident that we can put you in a class where you belong. Perfect. Like I, I don't want to deter anyone, no matter what build you got for what place you were taking it to. You know, these these guys that I've been talking to and have in mind, like literally they can sort you out where you belong. And if you think that they've done a bad job, just do me a favor and keep that and think about it run the heat and get out and look at it afterwards and then, then we can talk about it because nobody's perfect but for the most part these guys really know what they're doing and i have 100 percent faith in them and they can keep it good and make for a good fair show is what people want and people are tired of the rig stuff people are tired of the rule changes you know you got guys that are out there screaming hey i'm the sanctioning body trying to get people together like personally i think that cat's a clown but the stuff that he's saying makes a lot of sense it's just everybody has too big of an ego to get together and work on it. You know, from Lexi's part in the world, you know, I get to show up to these places where there's big meetings amongst promoters and get the inside on what's really happening and know some cats that got in there that shouldn't have been in there. And, you know, they got to hear about it and I got to hear a couple of different perspectives and it's interesting. I mean, I could have prejudged exactly where every person would have leaned toward, you know, prior to going into it. But I didn't realize the line was so divided, you know. Doesn't have to be. No, it, it really doesn't. There's there's so many amazing people in this game that I'm glad that Lexi's position allows us to be neutral with everyone. And literally I can walk around wherever I want, like VIP style, and stick my head in or under any car, and no one has ever said a word to me. The last time somebody messed with me, it was at like Mountain Springs. It's right. probably twenty sixteen. Some dudes, they, they started heaving rocks over the car, and I just kind of looked and laughed. And then the pretty girls popped out the other side, and they just, like, tightened up, and all of a sudden their voices changed, and they started talking to them. And I just kept looking and peeked at them and looked right back and looking at their car. But it was it was great. That's right the last time we had any problems in a pitch, which really wasn't a problem. It could have been, depending on how you handle it, you know? Sure. Everybody has high emotions in the derby. It's a lot of work, a lot of emotion. I mean, it's basically fighting in cars. You know, and when things don't work out, you want them to, you get upset. Right. But if you're a sore loser, man, work on it. That's all I got to say to my friends. <laughs> Stop crying. 
Uh, get better. Butch Cisco. Butch Cisco just uh, popped I in. I love Butch. Butch. Butch did is, you see? Man, is, did you see James' so new car? Better. Yes, that that old Mopar he picked up from Rawa. Yep. Oh, that thing is beautiful, man. They they're getting such cool stuff. And James and I are good friends. I I give him parts for his drivers. He hits me up. He watches all these things that I get. He comes to the house and buys stuff from me. I sold him some Harley golf carts and, you know, he had a blast with those and <laughs> right. we're, we're back and forth trading all the time and just asking about his dad. And then his dad came with us to the banquet that uh, Brett put on mm -hmm. back in the springtime and Butch, you know, he wanted to eat some dinner and we had an extra ticket because Lex failed on us. And Rachel's like, Butch, you're, you're our guest. And he wandered off and he came back like two hours later and he's like, oh, thank you for the meal ticket. That was delicious. And Rachel's like, Butch, the meal's not for like two hours. And he just kind of like looks at us and Rachel's like, do you, do you think he already ate? And I'm like, I don't know. He's out here. Don't worry about it. And right. then at dinner time, he showed up again and sat with us. We sat with uh, the Germains and uh, Jeffy and his wife. And there was another gentleman and his wife there. I'm sorry. I can't remember right now. But we, we had the time of our lives. Butch, Butch is a blast. And he, he won some parts and everything. So I helped him out to his car at the end of the night, carried some stuff out there and packed him up and sent him on his way, you know. He was sitting there watching us drink and act a fool, and yeah, he just sits there and smiles. But he's in good shape. Mm -hmm. He's still ready to get out there and bang, and he's not a bagger. Some, no. Sometimes he tries to, but he <laughs> no. can't do it forever. <laughs> he, he falls weak. I, man, I missed who it was, but either. there was somebody that had a derby and uh, ended up, you know, a young kid ended up going head-to-head -head with a gentleman that was 78, 79 years old, and, and didn't, he didn't win. Um, the, I, I shared that it was uh, the Hackett kid yesterday, dude. That was that. That's the kind of stuff that yeah. hits my heart in the derby. You know, yeah. what I mean that 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 stuff is awesome. There's people of all walks of life, ages that love the derby, and now with the youth program, it's bringing so many younger kids and females into it. And and I can tell you, most of them are better than the boys. You know, <laughs> it's it's fun to watch them because kids don't know what the work and effort it takes to do it. They just get in that thing and tear it up. Right. You know, mom, get me another one next week or dad, dad, build me another one. <laughs> it's, it's cool. And from the inside, you know, which kids are getting fed cars from mommy and daddy and which kids are doing it themselves. And right. it's going mommy and daddy just convincing <laughs> them to give up the money. Either way, the parents are spending the money. We got to see if James and too? we got to see if James and Butch can make it out for, um, episode, uh, 420 when you're up here. But James and Butch will definitely come out there i will push them i need to put it on the calendar perfect it's always good to hang out with those guys jim hit me up the other day and i was super busy and we talked for probably a minute and a half and he's like you're good brother i'm good we'll catch up another time and him and i have a relationship like that you know we can have a short talk like that and there's no hard feelings because we're, we're friends you know people need to relax a little bit stop stop worrying about being judged by other people you know everybody's worried about being judged by other people just listen to each other Yep. Be, be compassionate. We can we can do this together. It's a big part of it. We got to run it's through. It's okay to talk. It's okay to talk crap on somebody. It doesn't mean <laughs> you don't like them. You just you're just pointing us out. Like, hey man, we need to tighten up over here. We do want to take a minute and tell you a little bit about uh, Jeffy's Fab Farm. We're gonna. I need to shut up, Chris. We're gonna, you, you we're gonna to run through. Um, we're gonna, gonna run go through some of the results from Smash Demolition Derby and the Unified Point Series up uh, with TNT. They were in action over the weekend. We're gonna get through that stuff. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about uh, uh, Daylin and Cody Brown and Teddy Papadopoulos. They had some results that they're pretty proud of, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this one up. So real quick, we will be right back. 
Jeffy's Fab Farm in Fredericksburg, Virginia specializes in all of your demolition derby needs. We've got you covered from bumper to bumper. Whether you need headers, shifters, harnesses, fueling systems, or complete turnkey setups, jeffysfabfarm.com can help. We've even got a Canadian branch to help our northern customers. With over 16 years in the industry, we've got the knowledge and experience needed to provide the highest quality parts and put you in the winner's circle. Visit our website today or call Jeff at 540-907-3390. Fabby says the best parts come from the farm. Jeffy'sFabFarm.com. Saturday was the last night for the month of August for Smash Demolition Derby. They're moving into their September program in Allen County. Smash full-size class. Austin Nickel got the win in Marysville. The Pro Stock Mini class. Michael Winter won. He's from Lima. Patrick Obringer from St. Mary's won Street Stock full-size. Street Stock Mini class. Brad Hatting from Crydersville got the win. And then the farm trucks. James Davey from Bellefontaine. That was, again, August 27th in Allen County. Portage had two nights of action. On the first night, Joe Repsick from Rootstown won the Pro Stock. Smash Mini class went to Josh Burns from Louisville. David Simons from Austintown won Street Stock full-size. And the farm trucks was Nick Bonnert from Talmadge. Nick got two wins at Portage County. He won farm trucks on night number two. The kicker class went to Will Butel from Alliance. Pro Stock was Jay Lovejoy from Ravina. Smash Mini class was Sean Petrie from Manaway. Street Stock Mini was Jason Webb from Atwater. Youth Mini was Ashlyn Lohr from Talmadge. Again, Nick Bonner. He won both nights in the farm trucks at Portage County. The schedule as it stands right now, 4th and 5th, is going to be Stark County. It's the only date in September for Smash Demolition Derby. Then they move into their October program. The final county fairs is Coshocton County, October 1st, and the 14th and 15th is Fairfield County. The annual fall show at Preble County is October the 15th, and then the annual fall cleanup event at the Fayette County Fairgrounds is scheduled for October the 22nd. Bring a car. They'll find some place for you to run uh, at that October 22 date. If you need more information, rules, locations, or even check up on your hometown fair's results, visit smashitderby.com. Demolition Derby Life magazine releases 12 copies a year and covers all of the action coast to coast. For the Demolition Derby World, home of the hottest action motorsports magazine on the market. There's over 30 editions that have been published to date. A full-year subscription is $119, and past issues are available. They should be coming out with another release here in the coming weeks. Make sure you jump online and follow along. Find out more about Lexi Joes and everything going on with Demolition Derby Life magazine on DemolitionDerbyLife.com. Unified Point Series wrapped up their August portion of the schedule in Hart, Michigan at TNT. Third show that they had with TNT up there in Michigan, and it was another outstanding program. Terry Abadi got the win in the youth program on Saturday. The minivan class, J.D. Lorene, pulled the win down in that. And uh, Stephen Sickles was third there, but Stephen was able to do a little bit better. He took the win in the bone stock class. Front-wheel drive stock class was James Freeman. J.D. Lorene was scheduled to go in that, but he'd already scored his 10 points for the win with the minivans, which was his 10th win on the year. So he loaded the car up and didn't come out for that one. Joel Tanner levied some seriously hard hits in the truck win. Joel Tanner winning the trucks in the full-size motor swap class. Jake Hall got the win in that. So your leaderboard at this point is... J.D. Lorene, 144 points. Steven Sickles, 128. No changes back through the top 10. Ty Richards, Don Santel, Bill Miller, Trevor Jones, Cody Klumke, Mark Metz, Scotty Drevenek, Jeff Heinen. It's coming down to a two-horse race right now, and J.D. Lorene able to stay on top at this point. Again, he's picked up somewhere around, I believe it was 10 wins this year, as they get ready to come back home to the Labor Day Lockdown program. 
with Hardcore, the third and the fourth. So they got a little bit of time off before the Labor Day lockdown over there in Stoneboro, Pennsylvania. And then the week after that is Iron City Promotions on the 10th. That's in New Alexandria, Pennsylvania. And then we've got one more event scheduled to go in the month of September on the 23rd and 24th at Sturby Icons Metal Mayhem in Champaign, Illinois. We're back at the final confrontation on the 1st and 2nd of October in Dunbar. And then that Preble Fall Derby that we talked about with Smash It, that event is going to be on the schedule in October as well. And that, uh, that runs us down to the last couple shows here as it's getting a little bit uh, tight at the top. It's only about... Mark said it was a couple of second place finishes would end up uh, really shuffling things. So we'll have to see what JD Lorene can do for the balance of this in terms of the uh, virtual side of things. Labor Day lockdown hosted by Full Throttle Misfits and Hardcore teaming up. That's scheduled, scheduled for September 2nd and 3rd. And then Street Stock Showdown number 3, Vito 324 Gaming, September the 24th. Hardcore's Fall Show is uh, hosted by Storm Chaser, October 7th and 8th. And then Stars Fall Show. It's going to be October the 15th. Lookout Two Man Nationals, October the 22nd, October 20th, 29th, Crash Course Nationals 5, the Turkey Derbies on the 19th, December 10th, the season finales, December Devastation, Veto 324 Gaming. Leaderboard right now, it's been dormant. Everybody's been off doing the real derbies. Andrew Hernandez still out in front, 70 points, two points behind as Kyle Homer and Michael Coons is third. If you're looking for additional details, upcoming events, or just a follow-up on the leaderboard, make sure you jump online, visit 527 Unified Series, and you get all the... Uh, all the updates that you need from Mark Elliott and the 527 Unified Series at Unified Ser 527 Unified Series.com. And just to follow up on some of the stuff that we had mentioned before we went to break, Teddy Papadopoulos was with Caden Papadopoulos at Macon, Missouri, and Caden had the opportunity to hop into a minivan. It was like 26 cars that were entered. Caden ran it down to third, and uh, Cody Brown and uh dalen brown were in action in macon missouri and those guys ended up picking up uh picking up the win in macon and then they turned around and they ran rdp team rampage which was a, a showcase of the virtual golden golden spike arena it was an excellent show top to bottom the a main the win and mad dog went to uh, team money trevor Mulder. he brought the win home for team lti uh, Mulder was teamed with dalton rude second place was the giveaway team which was just unbelievable in its own right trey foreman uh, Traylon foreman and shannon ransenberger running that uh, two-man team effort on a raffle win they were entered in the event as team uh, dfwai and they ended up turning the tables on everybody won that giveaway car and uh, there they were, second place. And then Brown, Inc., Dalen, and Cody come away with uh, third overall in that one on the B main. Darren Zoff got the win with that, with uh, teaming with uh, Brandon Reimer. And then Team Young and Reckless, uh, RJ Martin and Charlie Roby ended up second in that one. And they elected not to move into the A main, and they kept their winnings. So that, uh, that brings us through all of those final points that we wanted to hit on again uh i saw some invites going on to the event for the high banks beatdown that's in salem indiana we're still a little ways away from that one that's toast show um october 21st and 22nd so uh that covers all of that deal. stuff you still there yeah man toast is a real deal have you had I, a chance uh, to run any of his shows or just met him i uh, we, we met him a couple times and know enough people that have ran his stuff seen seen his products being his person who he is He's, he's the real deal. It's it's cool. It's cool to see somebody like that. But yeah, other people out there like that you mentioned, like like T Pop. I wish he'd come on out east, man. I, I feel like he brought the Hewer boys out here that we could we could whip those guys up. I, I don't <laughs> think they got nothing for us. It'd be fun to run against this guy. And unified points. 
Like I love Mark Elliott. He's the best. But JD and Sickles, both both personal friends. Like I love those people. But they're baggers. Nobody wants to see somebody stand down to the line, stuffing the stuff in the bag. And get out there and do something. You guys are investing money and time in this thing, man. Put on a show. You guys are boring. I, I, every time I watch you, I'm, I'm upset that I wasted my time instead of watching Hot Dog. So, I'm out. It's a season-long effort, and uh, I appreciate what they're trying to do. Um, it is no easy task to to pull that off. And Steven Sickles, if he could somehow find his way they, up they, to they do over... what it takes, man. There's, those guys are warriors, man. That's a tiring thing that Stacy's competed in it. And it's expensive mm-hmm. and it's hard. You have to meet with so many people, personalities, different tech crews. Yep. You know, I can, I can tell you from experience, they got screwed from some people, you know, on the inside and it, it's not right just to favor their, their family. And I lost respect for you that day. And I mean, it's hard for Mark. He's just putting the, the big shows, good shows that people like on the list. How does he know? And you shouldn't judge his overall series by one, one bad experience. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing is perfect, but he's out there putting a lot of work into it and he's putting a good product out there, but I hate baggers. That's the end of that. I, I hate them. They're, they're boring. That's the biggest thing about the unified series is there's no um, responsibility on the driver to pay any type of registration fee to be part of the quote unquote. Nah, uh, they they, they don't. But look and, look what Don Sansell did. He went out there with a big car. I mean, some call a mod car. I mean, it's a little lighter than that, but you know, he's got expensive components on, expensive drivetrain. And he's out there trying to compete with these guys stripping out cars that are quick, easy builds and just out driving people that don't have the same experience. You know? And they work the politics game. So when they get there, there's literally fifteen guys on the track and 13 on one, you'd be a friend and two other guys. I feel bad for this guy. Right. You know, that's stop politicking. Dude, you've ran enough. Go out there and beat up some dude who thinks he's good at it. Leave the kids alone. You guys ain't no fun. JD King, stop trying to say that he's gay rock. What a joke. Smith Metal Works out there bagging. You know, it was like the bagging bowl out there. I felt so bad for it. Hi, the Heilman got into it with Devin Jermaine one time and it was so exciting. And they retaliated two, three shots. And then before I know it, they're back to abusing Mason Stacy. It was like child abuse. And I made a joke and I told Michelle Guy that, you know, he, he was talking about Jonathan. And I was like, yo, he's a child abuser. She's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I've seen him beating on Mason. Like, that stuff ain't right. You know, keep, keep going out there. Fight, go fight Devin. You know, you think you're bad. Go fight somebody your size. Why you guys going to beat on this little kid? You know? And the people who were there at the end were Terry Abadi. You know, who was rocking the derby light stuff on his car that day and his mm-hmm. little little hat that said, show me your butthole. I'm not even sure how old that, that cat is, but, you know, he's a character. But he bagged all the way to the end with this uh, other young girl, McKenna, like they stayed out of the action. And then J.D. King just out of the, the way of everywhere. And that's the first time I've ever seen those guys run. My girl's seen Uncle Nick run and said he's the same way. So I just can't have respect for you guys. You guys are going to rig stuff. You know, it's, it's just not fair. I love Jason Sauer, and it sucks that he's part of those guys. And I hope this doesn't affect us at Iron City. But if you want to give us a hard time, like, we're prepared. You know, I like you guys. I like Steve Saipe. He's a good dude. And the Kings have never done nothing to me. But from what I've seen, like, I don't, I don't like what you guys are doing. And I think people need to shine a light on it. It's probably not just an isolated incident. Toast was tuning in. And uh, Toast got tagged by um, Nick King, Toast Promotion, 
Uh, and Vince was right there. Thanks for the compliments. He heard you talking big about everything that Toast was up to, so that was good. Um, I've been poking at, at, at Nick King a little bit, you know. He had a football post the other day, and they were talking about the Steelers and, like, the Bengals or something. And I got on there. I was like, y'all are clowns. And Uncle Nick is like, who are you talking to? He's like, already. And I just ignored it. I thought it was hilarious. And, you know, it's a football response. You know, I'm a Raiders fan. Like, relax, guy. <laughs> but when you poke at somebody, you know, they're, they're snapping at you. They're like little dogs, you know? I do. I understand you know how uh, little dogs are yappy and mean, you know, <laughs> I think that's what's going on with these guys. They're like, you know, bagging, bagging little midgets or something. I'd, I'd love for those guys to come out this way, bring their stuff and get through tech, you know, put on a good show. I, how about um, some of the good people like build a fight card as a, who's going to run against each other. That's what I'm looking at. It's coming. I, I got a random text message and then a random phone call on a couple of different occasions from Teddy Papadopoulos. He's got some family up this way. And uh, he, he sent a picture of um, Robson's garage. He goes, who's got all the derby cars up here by? And he, he was talking about the, the interchange. And then another time he sent me a picture of the, the sign to Waterloo coming down 5 and 20. And, uh, and, and then one time he actually called. Unfortunately, we weren't in town and we, weren't gonna, we were actually down in, I think we were down in the Carolinas at that point. We weren't able to get together, but it was it was good to see Teddy was up in this area. It wasn't anything that was derby related. He was he's got some family, like I said, up in, in Santa Cruz. I, I, I would drive up that word to run with those guys. You know, they seem like a great crew of people. And if you get a chance to meet folks, why not? You know, find out who they are for real, away from the crowd. They're 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 get great to know guys. People. Nick's <laughs> Johnny Alexander, he's checking in. Uh, Nick King is in the the chat. Unfortunately, we are uh, getting back to the to the top of the. Actually, flip that around. We're getting back to the bottom of the hour, and we're going to have to roll on out of here. Uh, Jason, man, I appreciate you coming on and, and hanging out with us for a little while. I look forward to thanks, – Thanks um, again, brother, man. It's been it's been great. I'm, I'm definitely coming back, and I'll, I'll turn it down a little bit. I'll, I'll catch I'll up go, with you I'll on uh, episode number number 420 up here at the FingerLakes1.com studios. I'll see you in two weeks, brother. We'll see you in a little bit. Later. There it goes. Jason, Johnny Alexander, uh, checking in, and uh, – we are going to real quick go to the Alex Vasco piece, and then we're going to get on out of here. Hang on one second. We'll tell you a little bit about all for him racing. Where'd you go? We did the derby. Ow, my head! You want to do a derby? <laughs> Hey, Derby World, this is All For Him Racing videos, where derby never ends. We have people come up and ask, what is All For Him Racing videos? And the answer is a YouTube channel dedicated to growing the sport of demolition derby in a positive and fun way. Our passion is to show the next generation this sport and capture the memories for generations to come. We're just trying to show that you can be a Christian, do crazy and exciting things like Demolition Derby, and just spread the word. We have traveled all over the country filming events all while meeting many great people, hearing amazing stories, seeing the passion for this sport, and falling in love with the Derby community.
We have grown to be the largest Demolition Derby channel on YouTube across the world, with millions of views within our large library of videos. We love what we do and can't wait for what the future has in store. We always want to be a place for positive, exciting, and action-packed derby videos. Thank you, Derby World, and enjoy the videos. And wrapping up episode number 413, um... Like we were saying, uh, I'm going to just real quick clarify something that the uh, 527 Unified Series operates independent, just like we were talking about with the virtual side of things. Uh, they accept a, um, a registration fee. The event is added, and after that, I don't believe Mark has anything to say about the rules, what does or doesn't run, so we're going to leave it at that. I don't really know what else... Um, what else? The there was a question in the live chat about what was being rigged. I don't know what the circumstances were, and uh, it's it's getting close to the end of the show. We've already gone an hour and a half. We're gonna get everything loaded up. Feel free to tell a friend, share it around, and we look forward to catching up with everybody again. Um, probably towards uh, Tuesday or Wednesday next week, we're gonna have uh, Labor Day off. We'll be closed here, and uh, look forward to it. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed it. Uh, Hunter, what I didn't take it as negative. I was just was a uh, uh, unclear. Uh, and if you're talking about Jesse, uh, like in the Thunderbirds, or um, if I had said something inadvertent about uh, one of the uh, RDP events. So no harm, no foul, man. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot for watching. Appreciate all the sponsors and everybody that makes it possible. And thanks for inviting us into your home. We'll see you again next time on episode number 414 of The Crash Course. Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FingerLinks1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. 